0: Hi, I'm Jen Turner, and I'm a psychic medium.
1: Hi, I'm Nadia Thorman, and I'm like the Ryan Seacrest to her Teresa Caputo.
0: And we're here to have a normal conversation about weird stuff.
1: Welcome to The Soul Spot.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Soul Spot. I am um, hosting this today without Nadia, but I am joined with Melissa Brown from The Sleep Shop. So she is the founder of Sleep Shop, um, which is a pediatric sleep consulting company dedicated to helping families all over the world achieve and maintain consistent sleep routines for their little ones. Um, I feel like we have a lot of the same kind of listeners or, um, like base of followers. So I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with Melissa already, but she, um, is a certified sleep consultant. She's a mother of four, um, including a set of twins, which is a very unique experience, I'm sure. Um, and she just believes in the value of healthy sleep habits and the benefit sleep has on the whole family. So, um, what I am really interested about too is that Melissa actually has her master's in pastoral care. I'm going to mess pastoral up. Pastoral care and counseling. <laughs> so it's like kids.
1: a, yeah, so a faith based or more of a faith based counseling degree.
0: Perfect. Well, welcome so much to the Soul Spot. I am very excited to have you. Fun fact that Melissa and I actually went to high school together. Yes. And you were like the beautiful, popular, like very, very <laughs> cool, one year older than me, girl.
1: <laughs> uh, hardly, not at all,
0: um, It's the truth. So. No,
1: but thank you for having me. I'm like, been so, I love listening to this podcast. I love everything you share. I just, you have such a gift. So it's such a treat to be on this.
0: Thank you. Well, we talked for probably an hour, I think, before hitting record, um, which is, I guess, standard for us. I'm like, okay, we got to talk about this and this and this. And I feel like I could just keep going with you. So we finally hit the record button and we'll um, try to capture some of the conversation. Um, So anyways, just to get started, I know a lot of our listeners are probably familiar with your name or at least seeing you on Instagram with the sleep shop stuff. But um, how did you get into this?
1: So, my, my background is in counseling. So, I was a hospital chaplain. Um, that was something that I was absolutely, like, called to do, like, a moment in the, ho- you know, saw someone die in the hospital when I was, you know, 22 and was completely drawn to them, drawn to their family and instantly was like, oh, this is what my calling. It felt like the first time wow. I was like, oh, this is absolutely what I'm supposed to do. So, um, I worked as a hospital chaplain before having kids and it was beautiful and gut-wrenching and like the the most sacred experience of my life. Just, you know, being, it was a lot of bereavement care, a lot of trauma. I worked in the trauma, the ER, so saw a lot of trauma, but essentially I worked with a lot of families, you know, Mm -hmm. because the chaplaincy, you're there with, you're their point of contact. If they're not at the hospital, you're their point of contact, you know, praying with them, meeting them in rooms. Uh, the liaison between some of the doctors and nurses and you know, there's just, especially for a trauma when it's so sudden and people yeah. are coming in. And so again, a lot of families, um, a lot of baby, the fetal demise, which was mm-hmm. really hard. And I just say that yeah. is because I think this has been brought full circle of, um, you know, sitting with families that had lost a baby and baptizing the baby or doing blessings with them. And just, I mean, sacred space is, you know, life and death like that, you know, and I, I, was only there because God had put me there there was no way I was prepared for that (laughs) with my experience at 24 you know but it was so beautiful um, and gut-wrenching and just these I still can remember all the families I sat with and prayed with and I can still remember all the babies and um, it just it was life-changing obviously Um, and then you know going into having my own kids it was something that I just couldn't emotionally do both right, of it was right, right. it was taxing. Imagine. Yeah. I had like a routine. I would come home from the hospital, I'd go on a six mile run, I'd pour myself a glass of wine and watch Friends. And that was like kind of my your release. Yeah, my transition. Release. Yeah. So mm. again, you know, as we started a family, I moved away from that and did more family counseling and I worked at a high school as a chaplain and worked with the kids, which I loved and um so the, I say that is the background was really family stuff. So then I started getting into sleep and started really like being into it with my first daughter. She's almost 13 and the value of sleep and what it did for our relationship between my husband and I and for my life and for self care and for just routine. It yeah. kinda, and I'm actually not a super like type A routine person in general, mm-hmm. but this made sense and we benefited like as a family from sleep and so I started, you know, helping friends of friends and then friends of friends and friends and giving them schedules and giving them sleep tips so I'd kind of come up with a little library of like stuff of do this at this age and do this and um at the time we were going through a ton of miscarriages I mm-hmm. I kept having miscarriages so I needed to refocus and I kind of like literally threw it out there like I made a blog and I remember when you could just make a blog page and I sent out <laughs> an email to everyone I know and I was like I'm doing this I loved it because it felt like counseling. I got to, yeah. like, work with these – like, I was doing it for free, working with families, walking them through, like, helping them feel confident about what they were doing and knowing that they were, like, meeting their baby's needs and also, like, kind of just helping with the angst because it's so – you know, there's – we don't know. No one knows what to do. For first Nobody. Time mom, yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So, or second time mom. Or second, or any time <laughs> mom. Or like a mom of a 13-year-old or an eight-year-old. I don't know what I'm doing. So it was just such a special thing and, and really reminded me of the time of being with people in like a really sacred space, you know? Yeah. A, it's a very vulnerable time when you first have a baby. And so anyways, threw it out there. It like blew up. And that was uh, 11 years ago. And so. Oh my God. Yeah. I was on that
0: line. That's yeah, so cool. So
1: it's been awesome. And I have met some of the coolest people I've gotten to work with so many amazing families and just. Um just being kind of a let into that sacred space, I like very much treasure that and um I I know it's a you know being in someone's home that is five days postpartum with a new baby and you're a stranger to them, it's you intimate, know. Yeah. It's very intimate. So I that's how I kinda grew and kept growing and I hired more consultants and night nannies and now we have a team of people so that I can you know, I'm not having to work as much with every, you know, all the clients that come in which has been nice because it was too overwhelming no you couldn't you couldn't do and you
0: would burn out if you were to try to a hundred percent we don't want you to (laughs) burn out (laughs) you know we need sleep shop to keep going (laughs) um well I I love all of that and it actually makes so much sense to me that journey for you of like because to the core and this is what we were talking about guys before um we jumped on but to the core of who you are you are a healer Mm Mm-hmm And that is like really your calling and that's always been your calling. So at first it was um, like in the hospital environment and then it just was a pivot now, but it's very similar, you know? It feels like that. Yeah. It feels like the, yeah,
1: the, I'm drawn to the same thing. It just looks, you know, if it's sleep training, if it's praying over them, if
0: it's that, you know, whatever it is, I'm drawn to the
1: heart of the people,
0: I guess. And to help others. Yes. Like that's the true, I mean, we talk a lot on the podcast and just like with my clients of like what it means to be a light worker. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that is the definition of a light worker really is like you bringing hope and lightness into people's hearts, into their homes in darker times. And sometimes those early days with being sleep deprived and everything do feel like darker times. And, um, and it's interesting because it actually reminds me of this expectation that we put on ourselves as women to when we bring home the baby, to just enjoy every moment with them, right? And like just feel so in love, and it should be this like really kind of like romantic phase. And sometimes it's like the actually like the opposite Mm -hmm. of that. Where you're like holy hell, I know I should be like happy and grateful for this like wonderful being, but like I need a break and this is a lot and I wasn't expecting this. It's like the beginning of mom guilt,
1: which we all feel. It's like literally you're supposed to enjoy. It starts with pain, you're supposed to enjoy every moment. Uh Like I'm so freaking tired, I'm in pain milk's coming out of places I never knew it, yes. it could or I knew it would but it's weird and I'm uncomfortable. Not how I was expecting it and to be. And people keep dropping by wanting to hold my baby and I'm scared my baby something's going to happen to my baby. Like yes. the, the anxiety and All the hormones. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the beginning of mom guilt, And guess what? It never goes away. I know. <laughs> but that's so true. Oh. There's, there's so much expectation on doing that those times perfectly which they're the most vulnerable for some of us, you know? Completely.
0: and I And I think that talking about like being sleep deprived. Um, for me, I have like, I've always kind of suffered with insomnia and I think a lot of it is the spiritual calling and the spiritual stuff of like me either being woken up or having a hard time going to sleep or I wake up at like two, two, two every morning or, you know, random things like that. Um, so I feel like in a weird way, I actually can operate very well off little sleep, but then I get to a point like a breaking point where I don't think that I'm tired. I just know I hate everyone. (laughs) You're not tired at all. I'm not tired, but everybody is like so annoying, Uh and I don't like anything in my Uh life. You know, everything
1: they do is irritating. Uh, Totally, and they're doing it on purpose. Yes, they're chewing that way just to make me mad. I hear you, but I
0: don't need a nap. Yeah,
1: I'm okay. I I actually am the same way. I'm a terrible sleeper, which is so ironic. Like. Uh like legit and same thing I will wake up at three o'clock every night for like my whole life you know that's crazy yeah and that yeah there's a lot that's that, that going the on spiritual yeah stuff. it's the spiritual stuff and it you know and I've kind of gone through stuff to kind of learn to work through that or, or dreams you know a lot of dreams yeah. wake me up and my heart rate is legit up or I can't you know keep thinking and you know, about whatever. I keep telling
0: is. Melissa that she needs to do Reiki and then you won't be woken up by it as frequently. <laughs> yeah. I think when you like channel it during the day, No, I'm, I because they're coming to you at night, like you are being called to do that at night. I you love know? that. And Jen, that's like,
1: you're the third person to say that. So I <laughs> feel so grateful for that wisdom because it is like, okay, maybe, okay, I'm listening. I'm listening guys. So <laughs> I'm starting the program and I have great people like you to kind of help walk me through and show me, because I love learning about it. And I, you know, I've been so, I've had such an opportunity to have such gifted Reiki healers to like learn from and be, you know, healed by. I'm so, I so believe in that practice and that healing modality. It's, it's a beautiful thing.
0: And it's just like anything else, like how you were guided to the sleep stuff. It's like, you are guided (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like the right people always get put in front of you, right? Yeah. To, it's yeah. like not everybody is like, oh, I have this like amazing group of healer people that I know. Like <laughs> that's like not a common thing. And you're like, it's just so weird. I ran into another one, or like this is so weird because I had. And it's like it's being presented to you yes. for a reason, you know. No, I feel so
1: lucky. I was like I was telling you, I'm like I feel like I'm in preschool or kindergarten, I'm like. I get to go to the school with all these cool people, but they're all in like eighth grade and ninth grade and they know so much, but I like just want to watch them and learn. But it's, it's absolutely, and that's the transition of the sleep stuff and and sleep shop is a, so based on helping families and giving and and love. And I am again, been so lucky with the people, every person I've hired has come to me and asked to be hired, which is so, and I, and, and I feel so lucky to be in a company that so many people ask that, you know, but I've, the ones that have worked for us, I feel like they're absolutely supposed to be there and they felt drawn to that. And they are the reason why I'm able to now focus more on, you know, Reiki and other healing things that I'm so fascinated by. Like I'm, I'm energized, like it it energizes me and not that the sleep is amazing and it's great, but I also know that there's a different direction now. And I have this incredible team that gets to Like, how did I, I'm like, how do I have a company that like, it makes money when I don't have to work all the time? Like I, that to me seems so crazy, but I guess that's what it's supposed to do, right? Yeah.
0: And that's like the sign of a healthy company. And the idea that you never had to really ask people, like they came to you. It's like, that is truly the, what we talk so much about in manifesting of attracting and not chasing. Yeah. Where it's like, we're just going to attract this and the right people will come. And I feel, I I feel that way with my clients. I'm sure you feel that way with your clients too. It's like the right people are drawn to it. Yeah. Um, which makes it so much more fun and so much easier. Yeah. So it's, it's fascinating to me. I feel like the conversation about, um, just families getting rest and like families getting sleep and like that kind of just overall well-being, we hear about all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, okay, we know that we need eight hours of sleep. We know we need to drink more water. We know, like, these kind of, like, fundamentals of everything. Um, But I think that when the mom guilt sets in or when you are really in the thick of it, and so many of our listeners are, like, young moms. Like, our listening demographic is, like, 30s to 40s. You know, it's like they're young women who are having who have these babies that are just like requiring so much of them. So the sleep part of it is, um, something I wanted to ask you about because from a spiritual perspective, I feel like there's nothing more, um, restorative Mm -hmm. for connecting to your spiritual self and to like connect with, um, like your guides and like your intuition sleep does it. Mm -hmm. So do you, do you play, like, do you ever kind of talk about that with clients at all? Or
1: do you feel that way? Oh, I feel that way. A hundred percent. I mean, if I'm totally candid, I'm too scared to say that to them, like freak them out. They'd be like, I thought I hired you to get me She's closeted. She's still a closet woo woo.
0: She's like, (laughs) Totally in the closet still. I love like,
1: it. Oh, my gosh. But yes, no, I believe that wholeheartedly. And I think some of my biggest transformations have happened in my sleep or in yeah. the, the middle of the night were these moments, you know. And I've seen, um, I was telling you earlier, I was, I've was. always been a huge dreamer. And I mm-hmm. work through things in dreams. I work through some beautiful things. I work through some hard things. I, you know, the dreams have always been very much something I wake up, I remember my dreams, I remember parts of, you know, I know what's real, I know what's subconscious, I know maybe what's kind of, um, is just intuition, you know, yeah. or in a lot of that I'm still learning, but I would wake up and be like, okay, I'm scared of that happening. Or I'd wake up and be like, that was weird. What was that symbol? You know, but that's crazy. Do you
0: ha did you ever have like, or do you have now pre-cognitive dreams where it's like, you'll dream something and then it happens? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, When we were sitting here earlier, I, that sure I've seen, I've seen that and the, uh, the shirt you have on is
0: obviously we'll very symbolic. take a picture but, It's yeah. beautiful.
1: But, um, I remember when I texted you three weeks ago that remember, I was like, I had a dream about you last night. Stop it. Was I wearing yes. this? Oh
0: my God. That's and crazy. And I don't know if you were necessarily like wearing it in the
1: shirt you're wearing, but that those call it's the colors and the symbols where I was like, Oh, I've seen that that's before. Crazy. I'm like, Oh, it was in, it's, yeah, so that, but like... No, that's, but that's, that's crazy. Yeah, but that's weird, but I don't know. Like, yeah, She's a weirdo like, like us, like, oh, you so guys. She's like weirdo. Or like names, I've, that's been something where someone's talking about someone in my mind. I'm like, oh, their name's Mary. And then I'll be like, what's their name? And they're like, Mary. I'm like, what? It just, all I see is words or the weird stuff that like that. Crazy. But crazy. But I'm like, cool. Like, what do you, you know? What I, do you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, but I, I, I'm, but yes, and sleep. And so I guess back to helping mom sleep, I just like on a very fundamental level, level like you said you need to drink water sleep for mental health is so important yeah, it is. and like our mental health as women as for ourselves is so important it is for our partners it is for our children it is for the people we interact with it's the people that we pour into the people that pour into us like we i think sleep is so underestimated we do all these crazy things and like, you know, like for example, and this is a great thing. Like I love how most of my clients, I would say, are so into like organic everything for yeah. their baby, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And they, they yes. spend so yes. much time yes. making sure, and I like love it. I love to see the the effort that is made and such how- Such dedication. Yeah, such dedication. And they do all their research and they know it all. And you know, it's rad. It's awesome that they're doing that. And I think like we have put, I'm just gonna use that as example, yeah, this yeah. emphasis on food, right? Mm-hmm. Like how important is what we put in our body? If anyone knew how healing sleep is, mm-hmm. it they would be blown away. Sleep is deep, your deep sleep, restorative sleep is not it's physically healing, it's spiritually healing, it's emotionally healing. There's so much healing that happens in sleep, and I think it's like kind of underestimated. I don't want to go too cuckoo on it like talking about it, but it's it is it is one of the best things you can give your family. Yeah. You know, and not just as like a sleep consultant being like, you should sleep eleven to twelve hours no, or you no, should no. sleep it's so much happens there. Yeah. And it and it only prepares you like it helps you not hate everyone every day. Yes. It helps and like kids, <laughs> like when people will describe
0: their behaviors of uh, oh my gosh, camp. I'm
1: like they're like I I have a terrorist. I'm like you have a tire tired two year old mm-hmm. that probably acts like a terrorist too. But they it's <laughs> a tired baby. Like they're tired and no one knows how to do it. And we have, we mm. have literally worn like a, a badge of honor of being like sleep deprived and doing yes. things. Like why? Yeah, like like you don't you why? It makes no sense. So yes, back to that. I think that the pride, maybe without. Freaking people out, like not on this podcast, like people that, you know, you guys all appreciate it, which I love, but like, you know, other people that are like, who are you? (laughs) But it's just like, if you really do want to heal, if you really do want that restoration on so many levels physical ailments, mental, emotional, spiritual sleep is one of the best places to start. Completely. And then, you know, it gives you. You know, I think a lot, there's a lot of wisdom for people that are open to it in sleep. Yeah. For sure. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and I, I, the guides show up there. A lot of things, you know, you're saying precognitive. And I think that's the stuff that I don't know yet. I think it's, I've probably gotten a glimpse of it, but it doesn't make sense to me yet, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but I, I. I do think and I think of something like you said you wake up at 2.22 or I wake Mm -hmm. up at 3 I used to wake up in spiral of anxiety right of like I need to go back to sleep I need to go back to sleep and now I'm like okay what am I supposed to be praying for like I always have that
0: like there's something you're coming at it with a curiosity now instead of it being like I'm being woken up now it's like that's curious that I'm doing it mine's been 3 o'clock lately. it used to be like 2.22 all the time and now it's 3 o'clock would you
1: you know about 3 o'clock so they believe that Jesus was crucified at 3 o'clock during the day so 3 a.m. is a very significant spiritual time, um, very in like Christian theology. Oh. Is that like a lot of people that have been like possessed? 3 a.m. is the time. My <laughs> mm, no, no, not <laughs> at all. No, but 3 a.m. is it's it's the anti. They will say the anti. Like like Christ was crucified at 3 p.m. Oh. in the afternoon, so it's 12 hours. So it's kind of like the anti, but not not that it's you're possessed at all. I'm just saying a lot of stuff happens. happens They're at that very time. alive. Well, the,
0: every time my kids um, wake up it's at three o'clock, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's always at three o'clock. So I think that, you know, in different,
1: you know, not to go totally freaked out here, but it's like, yeah, there's a, darkness is alive at that time. It's alive every time, but sometimes that's kind of, they call it like that, their hour. That's so three AM is. Um, it's also just on like
0: a, a lot of activity. Totally probably, on a right? scientific
1: level, it's also when we transition to lighter sleep, REM sleep, which oh. means we have more dreams, which means why keep they've that gone... stuff out of this conversation. Yeah. No, okay. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you I'm know kidding. what I mean? No. Your REM yeah, sleep. Yeah, if, you're yeah, getting, yeah. if my kids wake up with a bad dream, it's at three o'clock. Oh yeah, that makes it's, sense. So there's something there. So I, like you said, curiosity. It's or an invitation, right? Yeah, like, it's an invitation to like reset. Maybe there's some sort of ritual that you do, or some sort of prayer, or some sort of um, intention you set out there or, you know, yeah. like it can be versus the spiraling of, of being like, it's three o'clock. I have yeah, to get up two, in this many yep. hours. Yep. I'm so tired. Oh my gosh. Oh, I can't get to sleep. I'm too hot. You know? And then you just work yeah. yourself up.
0: I mean, in my like suffering from insomnia, like some tips that I was given from a younger age, like especially in college, and it actually helps so much is I never, I will look at the clock when I wake up and then I don't look again. Mm-hmm. I just will not look again. And I'm like, when I fall asleep, I'll fall asleep again. And to not give it like any kind of power. Yeah. And then I also never try to fall asleep. Okay. So So I will just relax. Okay. I'll focus on my breathing and just try to relax. Because if I focus on sleeping, I won't sleep. Totally.
1: (laughs) But you have a ritual, right? Yeah. yeah, It's a ritual. Your ritual is breath work, which is incredible to do or yeah that's there's something that you've done
0: and i release like my body tension from head to toe that's just like my little thing we're all like release it and then it'll help me go back to sleep okay okay that's awesome yeah you have
1: some way to get through it right yeah because then you wake up tired and the the less more tired and overstimulated you are during the day the more overtired you're gonna sleep that night you know it it feeds on each other you know and a lot of people get into the pattern of just constantly being overtired so that you basically are passing out at each night of exhaustion, not putting yourself to sleep. And when you put Mm. yourself to sleep, you transition in and out of sleep cycles, much more like with like much more ease. But when you're over exhausted or overstimulated, you pass out,
0: then you wake up
1: the next time and then you're waiting to pass out again. You know, there's no, you're not putting yourself to sleep.
0: I guess I've never really considered like the passing out versus, um, the putting yourself to sleep thing. I mean, it's it works a little bit
1: more when you've had wine. Like you yeah, I'm like, a hmm,
0: <laughs> this is, is this unhealthy or is this?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. But sometimes, but you know what I mean? Like, think about if you go into your bed and you do your ritual before bed, right? And you do all that stuff and then you put yourself to sleep. Um, and then if you put yourself to sleep versus like laying in bed and getting like like being so tired your body your sleep pressure builds at some and then you just pass out but it's not getting into a deep enough stage of sleep and so you're up much more frequently much like children when children are you're letting your kids go to bed late which if that works for your family that you know if it's nine or ten but most kids sleep pressure has already already peaked around seven six thirty seven seven thirty eight and then what they're doing at that point is they're so overstimulated and so overtired because their body goes into like an, a, an adrenaline kick. Right. right because right. they're too tired. Right. Their body is going into fight or flight. And I feel like we can all relate to that. Like feeling. Oh, I know that feeling yeah, so well. It, totally. Like when you know,
0: you've hit you past your bedtime
1: yep. and you're kind of like,
0: okay, I could go again. Mm-hmm. I can like keep yes. going. And, yes. Yeah. That is interesting. Um, do you remember when miles was first born and I feel like you and I just reconnected because yes. we had just, I had just moved back here. Yes. And I was like, this little fucker won't take a bottle. (laughs) And like, you're like, yeah, no, you just need to do this. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, he will not take anything. Like, no pacifier, no bottle. We tried everything. He won't take it from anyone. And you're like, just give him to me. Like, I'll do it. You're so cute. You're like, I'll just do it. I'm like, "Ah." and I was like, all the mom guilt and all the stuff. I was like, no, 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 no. I need to just... Like, so I never ended up doing it, but I remember that offering of yeah. it, and I appreciate But I was like, oh, man. Well, because
1: he just, he knew, his preference was you. He didn't yes. want any other nipple. That was the only nipple he wanted. Yeah. And they have, they're just, like, I always talk about this because this is a funny thing. Nipple confusion doesn't exist. Nipple preference exists. There's no confusion. It's actually the one skills babies are, like, born knowing how to do a suck. Yeah. And they don't have a... They don't have... They're not confused. They're not like, oh, what's this? I don't know how to right, do it. Right, right. like, what's this? I don't want this. I yes. want the boob. Or I want just the bottle. Whatever it is. Yes. It's just preference.
0: And um, now anybody who knows Miles, it makes perfect sense because he's a Scorpio and he's got that like crazy Scorpio energy where what he wants, he will get mm-hmm. and he will be 100% about. Mm-hmm. And what he doesn't want, he will give nothing, no attention to. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this is... Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how those little stories of their, like, newbornness or their birth stories Uh and stuff like that, they always come back and you're like, that makes so much sense. Totally. Like, you know, Avery was eight days late and she's, like, still a very timid person. So I'm like, yep, that makes sense. Yeah. Miles was, like, 18 days early. I'm like, yep, that makes sense, too. Yeah. Isn't that so (laughs) funny? I mean, we're born
1: the way, right? We're born the way. Totally. And they are. But, yeah, it's so interesting to... But babies are stubborn, man. They can be so stubborn. And I think it's like, you know, because they, they know what they want. They're very, very bright, you know? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and it is like the only way that they can communicate mm-hmm. is really by like screaming and protesting. Denying some, protesting mm-hmm. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I have to tell you this story, which I don't know if I ever told you, but in speaking of sleep, in both of my babies' names came to me. In my sleep, they showed me their names. No way. In the dreams, yeah, when I was sleeping,
1: when you were pregnant with yeah, Beth? and at same
0: time frame or like what, how so were the, how did they show them? Avery was like I feel like her soul was much more settled into me um, at an earlier point. Like Miles, I feel like I could feel him go in and out, like really up until kind of he came, oh, you interesting. know. But with Avery, I felt like she was just always so like present around me. Mm-hmm. Like I could just feel her energy, and so I had a dream that um, we were, and so Dave and I had been looking at baby names and we kind of put it down to like six or seven names, I think that we liked. And then I went to sleep that night and I had a dream that I was in the hospital giving birth to a baby boy and my little daughter was next to me. Oh, no way. Isn't that crazy? And she had short brown hair and she, there was a styrofoam cup, and she took crayons and wrote, started drawing her name on the styrofoam cup. Oh, my god! And so it was A, and I remember in my dream being like, that's my daughter, and she's telling me her name, and it was A-V-E-R-Y. Aww. And so I woke up, and I was like, oh, my God, and I told Dave, and Dave's like, that's the one I wanted. That, that was the name I wanted. That's
1: so, what a neat way to share with you, too, because it was, like, so prophetic, but in, in its own way, but also just
0: letting you know that was, was her. And, yeah. and then I was like, and I think we're having a boy next. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so is Dave like all in? Is he like, what? Like I, like when you tell him that, was he like, sure. Or is like, Which like at that point, what was his response?
0: It's so funny. Cause he's like, he's always just, he's always all in yeah. when it comes yeah. to like okay. the things like, you know, Dave personally yeah. too. It's like, he's so funny. He's like so supportive yeah. and like always all in. Um, And when things like that happen in like real time, it's easy for him to get on board because it's like, oh my gosh, like you just had, I woke up and told him this dream, you know? So it's like, okay, this real time experience of it, it's usually like his skepticism comes through when I discuss like bigger topics. Like if we start talking about guides or if we start talking about, like he wants to know the... Like science behind it more, you know. But totally, that was like because he's
1: so cerebral, right? And he's so it's why he's so funny. It's like why he's so br- smart, right? Like you, you, yes. it Has to
0: part of that has to that goes together, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. So he just questions it. But w- when it's like life experiences, real time with us, it's like all in for sure. Uh, well, I'm sure at this point
1: too, he's like, I get it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're not wrong about these things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I told you during the first few readings, he would always like I would come home and he'd be like, "Did it work again?" <laughs> I'm like, like yeah. It turns out it worked again. The
1: magic, yeah. The magic oh my works. Gosh, I love that. Um, but, but like how so? I mean, I know you've shared that he's always supportive, but it, you'd like to hear that because sometimes I tell Eric stuff. I'm like, great. Like I see, like have seen his dad a lot. I mm. went and a lot of these healing things that I've done and different, and I see him, and he's got these. And I had it's interesting because even though we all went to high school together, his dad. I had met him at like soccer games, like or something, but never had met him in the context. He oh, had passed away before, before. Uh, we were dating. You know, he, that's we started dating right after his death had passed away. But it's been interesting, and many of the healers I've been with have seen him. They're always like, "Who's that huge guy with the bright blue eyes?" Wow, like, I know who it is. <laughs> but he's yeah, but it's it's just. And does Eric believe in this? Well, like, so this is, is he so, coming around. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he's always been he's always like I would say like but he lets me be me which I so appreciate so as I've grown in and through some of this stuff he's 100 percent supportive you know he was we were engaged and I was uh, working as a hospital chaplain so he was around a lot of these like really deep things that you know and I was able to walk through them and my experiences of them and the trauma of it all and you know and he had just lost his dad so he was very much in that yeah he was in a lot of loss at that point and Um, You know, so we kind of like it it was a very natural thing. And then I would this and then I started doing this or then I started being open to this. And he's been wonderful. Like he he he's been he's so supportive of it. Like, you know, I told him one of the first times where I saw his dad and it was a beautiful he he had something to tell. He he had something for me to share with Eric. Um, And it was so sweetly from his dad you know what so he got really emotional when I shared it because mm. it was something um it was there was some like I don't want to say advice but there was just some reminders of his love for him and then like his last thing was he was telling Eric loves golf and him and his dad used to golf all the time his dad was a golfer through college and Eric that's like his passion but he was like I walk the course with him let him know I walk I walk the course oh, with him all the time
0: my God. and it was just like a
1: simple thing and not like I'm there help they just no, like but i'm just, just, just like with you and just with you mm, and wow. you just wanted to just let him know that so it was just wow. a sweet little thing but my, so my point is he must not think i'm too crazy because that was something that really meant a lot
0: to yeah he, like, well it's funny he, when you have a personal experience it changes things yeah, yeah you know yeah. and uh, we need to start like a support group for the husband's <laughs> like. <laughs> The husbands of like the, the woo woo-woo, woo women, like the
1: cuckoo. Um, I know, and you know, but yeah, it's it's funny. You they do need a they do need a support group because one of my dearest friends who kind of started this healing journey with me, and our husbands, he went to Santa Margarita, too. Like they like she is amazing, and they we will like go. We'll get so excited about something, and like and then this happened and this yes. beautiful thing, and they're like, but you can tell like they're not skeptical, but they're they're kind of open for it, but they're just kind of like I don't.
0: I can't the, meet you yeah, there. Like, yeah, I yeah. can't get
1: into that, like, yeah. 100%. But I also support yeah. you yeah. absolutely in it, and I believe I believe you, you know? It's like, I feel like that would be the worst thing, to feel like they didn't believe me.
0: Oh, yeah. Because
1: then I would be like, you know, I would take it personally, I think, or something.
0: Right, right, If right. anyone else does it, I right. don't care. But, but like, I think anybody who's known you long enough, like, is not surprised by any of this. Because, I. and I feel like people would say that, people did say that about me when I, like, first yeah. kind of came out of the closet, too. Where it's like, oh, that makes so much sense, like, it makes so much sense for you because you've always had those feelings or those like visions or that weird intuition yeah. that you can't quite pinpoint. Or, yeah. you've always been called to help people. So, like, n- it's not like all of a sudden, like, this isn't the girl I married, you know? It's like he knew what he was getting yeah, into. For sure, for sure. The, it wasn't a huge pivot, it was just no. more, yeah, there's more direction, but yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Um, I actually think it's a really good time to take a break right now and continue the rest of our conversation next week. Um, I just wanna say thank you so much to Melissa for sharing her insight and it's always just such a pleasure connecting and chatting with you, Um, but of course, always about the spirituality stuff. You know, that we all love talking about that and hearing other people's experiences, um, especially with you working so closely with other families in such an intimate setting. Um, You guys, please, please, please um, check her shop out. I know so many of the listeners are moms who have babies or toddlers. Please check it out. It really is life-changing. If you can get into those um, like nice patterns of sleep to be able to connect and feel better with yourself and with your family. She offers several different packages. So please check it out. Um, Sleepshopoc.com. Her Instagram page is Sleep Shop Consulting. We're going to tag it on Instagram, but also just know, like, just go on her website and check it out. There's kind of something for everybody. If you have a baby or if you have a toddler, there's a sleep guide on there, you guys. I think it's like less than $50. Um, You get a lot of information. Of course, she does the, like, unlimited one-on-one consulting, which I know a few families who have benefited from that, and, I mean, they say it's, like, life-changing, Um, So they also do like a 30 minute phone consultation. They do um, like one week sessions. So just take a peek. If you guys need help with this, um, don't wait, like get help, get yourself situated. And yeah, I think that you will be in very, very good hands with her and her team. So um, please join us next week as we continue the conversation. We talk a little bit more about rituals and um, how to, like, how we connect in our sleep and all that good stuff. So thank you again, Melissa, and you guys have a great week. Bye.